You're listening to highlights from the Creative Processes interview with esteemed showrunner and producer Deborah Kahn. This podcast is supported by the Jan Mischowski Foundation. So the idea was to look at what it's like to be an ambassador for the United States abroad and to do that in the context of a married couple, both of whom are in the same field, and what kind of tensions come from being in a relationship with somebody where you're both collaborators and personal partners and sometimes competitors. And what does that do to your life? What does it do to your work experience? And it felt like a military alliance and a marriage are not so different in many ways. You know, you get together under certain circumstances and then time marches on and things change and both parties change and you're still in this relationship that either can or can't bend with you. Yeah, you could say that having a long-standing relationship does take diplomacy <laughs> and a lot, of skills, a lot of those soft power skills. And it's interesting the different ways that men and women obtain and maintain power. And you really explore this because mm-hmm. it's something that, that Carrie Russell's character is Kate you know, she was going to be going to Afghanistan. That was her trajectory. And then she's given this role as ambassador to the UK, uh, quite different. So how does she navigate that transition? That's a role that has power, but also you're answerable to a lot of people. How does she navigate it? Not all that well. She is hitting a lot of speed bumps and tripping over her own feet. And I think that she believes that she's not prepared for this role, even though maybe she is. I think she believes that it's very different than what she's done before. And it maybe isn't, but it feels different. And the trappings of it are very different. And it takes her a long time to figure out that she actually may be able to swim in this sea in a way that she feels like she can't when she first lands there. She's watched other people do it up close. And I think she feels like she knows how it's done. She's not excited to go do it. It's not what she was looking for. But I think she feels like she understands it. But then when she actually walks into the role, she realizes she has no idea how to do it herself. I think she felt like what her partner always did was kind of easy for him and it came naturally. And some of it did. And some of it was just a set of skills that he's developed over time that she hasn't. For a woman to do it, there's a sort of exaggerated version of what men go through in the same position. I think when you're in a very public leadership position like that, you do end up kind of handing over all of yourself, mind and body to the process. You're on camera a lot. You're around a lot of people who want to be close to you a lot. All of those dynamics are really exaggerated when it's a woman and when the presentation is much more involved and the expectations are different and you're supposed to do all the glam and all of the policy wonk stuff at the same time, which is a slightly more complicated juggling act. I think that we like to look at somebody who's in a leadership position and say, look at what they did. And we don't recognize the fact that there's a huge team of people creating this thing that we attribute to an individual. And certainly in political environments, I didn't work in Washington for a long time, but I worked there a little bit. And I very much got a sense of like the incredible talent of a group of people who are standing behind somebody who's an elected leader 
helping them make decisions and in research and the forming of strategies. And we're attributing to one mind what is actually the work of 20. So grooming is part of it and your presentation is part of it. But even more is the information and the knowledge that gets you to a position where you can make a decision on something strategically or tactically that's complicated. I think that's what Stuart and so many of the characters in that place are bringing to her. And it takes her a while to kind of figure out, does she trust them? Does she think that they're really value-added? Is she going to have to do this by herself? Sometimes it takes time to really embrace that and be able to utilize the skills that are around you. But nobody really does it by themselves. I think that's a myth. First of all, I mean, how desperate are all of us for lightness and optimism and hope and a sense of possibility in the people who are navigating and steering world affairs. That was really important to me to bring that in. And I think that I see all really dramatic moments as kind of streaked through with a bit of the absurd. Those are always the moments that stand out to me. You're not just at a funeral, but you're at a funeral where somebody dropped their purse and there's now a thousand things on the floor and a lot of people trying to pretend that there aren't. Those moments, for me, are the moments where our humanity really kind of shows through the cracks. And I was interested in this world that's so much about a facade and so manicured and presentational and looking at those like tragically human moments that pop up right in the middle of all of that. The juxtaposition between those two things, I think, I find to be delightful. So I certainly wanted that to be a part of it. It's interesting that you mentioned Carrie in Homeland because she has like a work husband, right? She has Saul and that relationship has gone on for a long time, but he's not also the husband husband. So the dynamic with Kate and Hal is they have that kind of partially partners and partially a mentor mentee kind of thing because He's been at it for longer. He's a little bit older. But then they also are needing each other as people and as life partners. And so the amount of kind of cross currents that exist in every dynamic are like becomes kind of mind boggling. I mean, Kamala Harris is absolutely an influence on the character, as is Susan Rice, as is Samantha Power, as is Condoleezza Rice. It never occurred to me that they both have the same last name. I was like, did I just get that wrong? But I think that all of those women sort of came to positions of power at a time when, for the most part, you know, they were the only woman in the room in a lot of different environments. And that kind of navigating of being one of the guys and also being there as a woman, I think, is a particularly elaborate challenge. I think you're a little bit expected to be both at the same time, which is sometimes possible and sometimes not. I feel like Film and television are often representing corrupt power and evil in leaders, and that exists. But I've been writing about people in that world for a long time and have had the privilege of talking to a lot of them. And for the most part, they're smart people with integrity and good values, and they're good at what they do, and they just want to help people in their own country and around the world. And even with those really good people at the helm, it can really all go to hell in ways that we couldn't have anticipated and they couldn't have. And that to me is what's most interesting about like, how do you open something that we all look at and we're like, oh, this is terrible. 
war is bad, people are suffering. How do we wind up in these situations? Looking at the little moments that spark a series of dominoes that end up in a global conflict. That's really interesting for me to kind of pull apart. Look, I always had a hard time reading the newspaper. I found it very, very overwhelming in the suffering that you're seeing described every single day. And for me, coming at it through the lens of what's a story that I can relate to, that that I can follow a character through, that they're surviving, for me was a kind of a way to come at it and not have to turn away from the darkness of it. I try to look at people in those positions with as much of an open mind and open heart as possible. I think they all want the best for the country, but I think the people who are good at walking into a diner and shaking people's hands in a thousand different towns across a really, really diverse country with a lot of very different diners, I think the people who can walk in and handle that and meet absolutely everybody and create an instant connection with them are not necessarily the people who are interested in the kind of granularity of federal regulations on a wide series of topics. I think the people who are good at those things have cultivated over the course of their life different parts of themselves and grown different strengths. But then there comes this moment where we want one person to be able to do all of it. And we're somehow surprised when they're not good at every piece. I think that I would like young people to know that I didn't think I was going to do this. I was not a good writer when I was young. I was not in this field until I was in my 30s. I did a bunch of other stuff, and I came into it feeling like I was behind and feeling like I didn't know as much as the people I was working with. And it passes and you learn and it's okay to learn on the job and it's okay to not be ready. I think there are some people who are like prepared to raise their hand for absolutely anything. And there are some people who feel like they need to wait until they have all of their ducks in a row and their skill set developed for everything that they might face. I just tried to go into it with a lot of humility and sense of humor about the fact that I knew less than everybody else in the room and try to figure out what my relationship was with the work that I was doing and to realize that I could write about politics and world leaders and what was happening in the most devastating, tense conflicts in the world from my position as somebody who didn't quite get it all and couldn't quite follow it all. And it turns out that Everybody in it feels the same way. Everybody's dealing with limited information. World leaders are coming together and they think they've been prepared for the moment and they're not. They think they understand who they're talking to and they don't. And that sense of being able to move forward with confidence, even though you may not feel like you're ready, I think is something that I wish for a lot of people. We hope you've enjoyed listening to these highlights. To listen to the latest episodes or learn more about participating in exhibitions or interviews, click on subscribe. Thank you for listening.